Blog Talk Radio. Right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey. A walk down memory lane all the way up to the present. A discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper. Live on www.neverhaditsogoodsportsradio.com. All right, welcome into the show. Never had it so good, Sports Talk Radio. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, Duck Raleigh. Duck, how are you, sir? Doing well, Princess. How about yourself? Doing really good, doing really good. Where are they now? Never had it so good. And we, our guest is Eric Van. We'll get him in here in just a moment. Um, but the weekend, Duck, how was your weekend? Uh, and how, how, we must have the weekend on speed dial because it goes by <laughs> too quick. <laughs> on speed dial, duck. On speed dial, it just seemed to fly by. So, but uh, yeah, it did. All right, let's welcome in um, Eric Van to the show. We had a son on um, no more than two weeks ago, and that was a very popular one on on Spotify, a shout-out to Christian Van. And so now I'm going to say we have Christian Van's dad, as if he wasn't popular enough uh, when he played for Kansas. Sir, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. It, it is our pleasure for, your, for sure. Go ahead and get started with Duck, and then I'll come back at the end with my questions. Duck Riley. Hi. Hi, Eric. Uh, glad to have you on, like Princess said. Uh we ain't going to talk too much about the Big Twelve because you know I, I don't I don't want I don't want you losing your bet against West Virginia this year. But anyway, oh uh, lord, come on, Kansas. Well, I might have to stop you brother. right there. I might have uh-huh. to stop you right there. You, you, you know how much we beat you guys last year. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that one beating compared to your five, our five or six beating you guys. But don't worry about Ooh, that. Wow. <laughs> We have to do this, Princess. We have to get this all off our chest. Okay. All right. Okay. Talk to us about how you got started in in sports. Uh, So really young age, uh, I was born in Lawrence, Kansas, and my dad was uh, in the car business. Actually, when I first started, he uh, worked for – as a electrician and then he went into car sales and the only way I, way I could really be around him was to get on the golf cart and ride with him because he was a golfer right so um that that was really the first time and then they built a um a goal where I would shoot baskets and all that stuff right so that that's kind of where it started I was probably through four or five years old at that point, but that's that's where that's where it began. Okay, did you fall in love with one sport over the other, or you just kind of like playing them all? I like playing them all, but I, I got to the point where this, this is going to sound crazy. Where I was probably number two or three ranked golfer in the state of Kansas, and <laughs> uh, went yeah, went to the University of Kansas and won my. Um, I actually won an A division older than me, and 
went home. My mom got me from the afternoon, and I won in the overtime. It's overtime. It's called sudden death. So I had one hole. I parred. The other guy bogeyed. I won. And that solidified me third in in the state of Kansas. So we drive four hours to go play baseball that night. I broke my finger that night sliding to second base and uh, didn't have a lot of golf after that. I mean, I played a bunch, but I just wasn't very competitive because I had to wait. I had to cast my left hand, and I, I just couldn't do it. Okay. You go, you know, you started at early age, uh plan everything now you get to high school what is it like so the time i got high school we had a new um we had a new coach my eighth grade year and he really um i thought the coach previous to that was really good too but the coach that came in kind of put some juice in the program got some excitement and uh my dad actually, we we had planned on taking. Well, we we were going to go to a different high school, twenty thirty minutes away, and uh, didn't end up doing that. And you know, the very first play in varsity kickoff return, I returned it for like eighty yard touchdown. I had no idea what I was doing. I was so nervous. Um, I actually dropped the ball at first, and uh, but I'm fourteen years old. And, uh, man, it was off to the races from there. Okay. When did you realize that, hmm, I might have a opportunity to go to college to play either baseball or football? When, when, did, when did that hit you? My sophomore year. Um, going into my sophomore year after my freshman year, I uh, played a lot as a freshman, um, like I said, and uh, played a lot. Um Almost, I think almost had a thousand yards in nine games as a freshman, and then my going into my sophomore year, I started getting a lot of letters and all of those things. And you know, people were like, "Hey, man, you're 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 going places in air quotes, right?" And I just wanted to have fun, and and you know, but then at that point, I wanted to make sure I maximized everything that I possibly could. So I I knew going to my sophomore year, my dad and I both knew, uh, and my mom as well. But my dad and I both knew like what was what what was going to happen. Okay, uh, is this when you talk about he knew what was going to happen? Are you talking strictly football? Or are you talking baseball too? Well, he knew both. He knew either one. And it's funny. So this is a great story that uh, I he you know he I want to say forced me. He forced me to run track. And uh, when I, so I ran track. My freshman year, and I think our baseball team won the the state title. And I'm like, I'm standing, I'm sitting in the stands, and the head coach um, looks up, and uh, Coach Long is like, "You could have been part of this." They're like, "Yeah, I know, you know." So, and then Ryan Sandberg, you guys remember him from the Cubs? He signed this huge contract, and at that point, my dad looks at me and says. Yes, and I think you can play baseball. So we played baseball the second year, my sophomore year, and then um, it was just on to the races from there in easier sport. Like, I was extremely good at each one. I'm not trying to be arrogant about it, but I was really good at both. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, your senior year, you're getting scholarships. Where were some of the schools you received offers from? 
Uh, I wish we had enough time, but I'll give you uh, I'll give you a few. No no schools from the West Coast other than Bill Walsh wanted me to be a DB at Stanford, and I didn't want to play defense. But I talked to Lou Holtz. I got offers from Notre Dame, so I talked to Lou Holtz on the phone. I talked to Bobby Bowden on the phone, Florida State. I talked to um, uh, Oklahoma. Actually, Oklahoma flew in a private jet just for me. I, I went into Texas, uh, Michigan. Uh, I can just, you know, I was ranked number one running back in the Midwest. So I pretty much had 40, 50, 60, 70 hours or whatever it is. But I was getting 25, 35 calls a day. And I think I was saying this before when Christian was on the show a couple weeks ago, it got to the point where, you know, I would leave the house and go to a friend's house just to get away from it. But I would like to think that I enjoyed it, but it was really a uh, – it, it was a lot of work, to tell you the truth. Coaches come by. Miami would come by to high school. And when a coach from Miami comes to high school in Kansas, Midwest Kansas, like everybody is like, what is he doing here? You know what I mean? And <laughs> I just publicity, but at the same time, um, it, it is what it is. Now, you're getting all these offers – Okay, and this is football and baseball. Uh, was some of them split? You know, some of them wanted you for football, some of them wanted you for baseball. So, great question. So it was it was split. So Texas wanted me to do both in the spring, and I'm like, I don't know how I can do both in the spring and play spring baseball and then show up for practice for football. Um, Michigan said. Hey, we're you know you're a football athlete first, and you're not going to play baseball the first year, but the second year we're going to do that. Which you know what that's going to look like. You're never going to play baseball, um, you know. And I think one of the schools I left out, maybe intentionally, was Kansas State, and they were going to allow me to do whatever I wanted as well as Kansas. And I talked to uh, Coach Snyder, Bill Snyder, in his office, and I just said, "Man, I I, I can't wear purple. And it sounds crazy." But, you know, and he's probably one of the best coaches uh, in his era for sure. But it was a split of both, right? And I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do and I really should have stuck to one. You know, I, I was decent split, but I would have been great in either one if I just did one. Okay. What what tip Kansas in your favor as far as wanting to go, go by the school? So, just like Christian said, the um, the availability of doing both, and my mom's going to absolutely hate me for saying the story, but I heard her and my father talking one day, and she said, uh, you know, if Eric goes to Kansas, you know, I'm, we're going to build a house up there. And uh, they, were, they had the means of wherewithal to be able to do that. And once I heard that, I just I just felt like, I just felt like I needed to go there um, for her. And she had done so much for me. And, you know, when you're, when you're playing baseball, you're doing the travel ball, and you got your mom who – my mom didn't know baseball. So she was sitting in the car, and it would be three or four hours or whatever here and there. And, uh, you know, it, it was – when I heard that, I just, I just felt like I, I needed to go to Kansas um, – for everything she's done for me, I need to do something for her. Okay, you're at Kansas now. You're playing. 
were you dreaming of the next level, either in either or the sports? Yeah, well, you know, definitely football. You know, once once again, it came to, you know, our first game was against University of Houston on a Thursday night ESPN game, and uh, I didn't. I saw the true freshman, but I I didn't redshirt. I I, I was playing, and probably third or fourth quarter, I got my first carry. First carry of the game that I get. I scored a 12-yard touchdown, right? So, you know, my dad and I were thinking, like, boom, this 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 is on the way again, you know. Like, did it in high school, first time I touched the ball, scored, did it in college, first thing. And then uh, we played Michigan State the next week and um, didn't get any carries there. But, I mean, it, it was still – it was still like, yeah, I know I can play at the next level, but – the difference between high school and college, obviously, is extreme, right? Everybody's great. Everybody was the best player in their team. Everybody was so when I showed up, even though I was Kansas Gatorade Player of the Year, I was ninth in a chart the first time they put a debt chart out. And I looked at it, and I was like, shoot, I got, I got one or two things to do. I can quit, or I can keep working my you-know-what off on it. And I did. I got up to third, and – uh it, that you know, it's a it's a it's more mental, I think, at that point than anything. Okay, okay. Uh, senior year at Kansas, senior year for baseball and football. Where do you go from there? So it's crazy. I didn't play my senior year in baseball because I, we changed coaches. We went from Glenn Mason, who's a great coach, he's from Ohio State, played under Woody Hayes. Um, he went, actually took the job to Georgia for one day, and then he went to Minnesota um, to be the coach there for, I think, maybe 12 years or something like that. So, um, believe it or not, we had a lot of guys that uh, that, that that left. Um, so, and this is not to say anything negative. I had five former walk-on offensive linemen, great guys, and I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just giving facts. And, uh it was really tough because this was my time to shine, right? And new coach, new system, new this, new that, whatever. So um, a little bit tough, you know, and, and and I had a little bit tough time mentally. And then I had a degenerative disc in my back where I, I was really hurting. I'm, I, I'm, fortunately, I did meet my current wife, right? We've been married for 25 years. I met her. Um, during that, and she really, really helped me from a mental standpoint to get through some of these negative situations. And um, I think it just helped me from a life lesson. But I did not make the NFL. I went up there with the Giants, um, with Jim Fossil, and got to tour, do this and whatever. They put me through a lot of different tests. Tests are great. Actually, I most of my tests were better than Tiki Barber at the time. Um, better than Bear Sanders at the time as far as my 10, 12 splits and all that stuff. So I felt like that it would happen, and then it didn't. And it was it 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 was it was disturbing to say the least. Okay, uh, what about baseball? Uh, is baseball completely off the table now? Or what's going on? Well, it wasn't at the time, but when uh, football didn't work. 
I I really went I don't want to say in a dark place. I just I kept to school. I will tell you I didn't talk to my girlfriend at the time, which was my wife now. I didn't talk to her, I didn't talk to my family, I didn't talk to anybody. I just went to school and tried to figure out like what what am I gonna do? And then the Royals called me and said, Hey, um, want you to come out and work out. Man, great. So I go to Kauffman Stadium, run great times, hadn't played baseball in a year and a half. Um find me on the spot, right? And then so I come back and my wife's getting her hair done and getting ready for, you know, the wedding and all that. And I said, hey, uh, by the way, I decided with the rollers, we're, uh, we're moving to Fort Myers, Florida next week. <laughs> so that's how she that's how she knew. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Okay. Uh, what did you – take from your experience of playing sports that you that carried over into the car business? I think it's just about building and and uh you know the attitude of you just don't give up, right? You don't give up and the camaraderie part. And I think the most important thing is is that is that you can help the next person rise and that person can help you rise and you become a team. And once you become a team and you start to rise together, you know, the, the, the tide rises everything. And that, that's what I think I've learned the most being in this business or going into the world. And, um, you know, my mom, first of all, was my best friend, and my dad was probably my harshest critic, the greatest leader, if that makes sense, right? So all of that worked together in itself. Okay. Uh, Tim? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of curious uh, on, a, on a note. It sounds like you're in the car business. Um, I'm wondering, and this is sort of an odd question, but there was a few years ago there was a conflict between the scheduling of the Car Dealers Association, the Auto Dealers Association, and the Super Bowl uh, down mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you if you ever heard any scuttlebutt about, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, the NFL paid some money to the car dealership uh, to, to, to change their date, but uh, uh, what was the scuttlebutt behind uh, them moving their date so that the Super Bowl could proceed there in New Orleans that year uh, was it was it uh, simply because uh, of the business side of it, or uh, are there a lot of car dealers who are, who are sports fans and wanted this uh, major event to go off? Absolutely both, but you know I think that and I know that this situation extremely well um, was a part of that not not from a decision making standpoint, but very in tune with what was going on. And ultimately, car dealers understood it doesn't matter. The Super Bowl is going to win out, right? So, <laughs> so that that was going to be end of story, end of story. But I think that uh, a lot of the car dealers were like, okay, well, so what can we get out of it now? We know that we're not going to win. How hard can we stand? And I hate to say it, what kind of money can we get out of it? Right, right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I always I always thought that was an interesting uh uh situation that arose and uh and and, and I'm like you, I sort of expected that they would uh that they would uh, stand down and allow the Super Bowl to move forward and then when they did I was just sort of curious as to what kind of conversations were going on and, and that that completely makes sense 
uh, in that respect. Yeah. My 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 other question, sort sort of in keeping with what uh, what David's been asking you, um, and and this is a question I ask a lot of people. You're a two sport athlete. Uh, Dave was a two sport athlete, an excellent athlete in uh, in, in two different sports, uh, and um, you know there are a lot of uh, coaches and parents who urge kids at a very early age now to specialize, uh, even as, mm-hmm. as early as middle school. And uh, I'm wondering what your thoughts are, uh, if you were to give a young man advice about uh, about uh, whether he should specialize at that young of an age or whether he should play various sports. I will tell you, my son's sitting here actually listening. I would never specialize anybody for any reason. There's no amount of money in the world that could get me to do that and think that that's okay. And if you listen to um, Dr. James Andrews, he'll tell you the same thing because what you end up doing is you're working the same muscles all the time, right? And yeah. and you're not winning, and you're going to eventually get hurt. So if you can do all the sports, and one, forget about what we do in life, right? Let's forget about any of that. Kids naturally, male, female, whatever, they naturally want to play all sports anyway. So right. when a parent says, we're going to just get you in this sport, I just think that's honestly, and I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, controversial. I think it's egregious to the kids, and it should never happen. And I think the kids should say, I want to play this, I want to play that, and you put your phones together, you do it. I'm not a big fan of doing the the travel baseball and all that stuff, you know, because I think uh-huh. that, um, you know, with my, you know, so I work on the weekends a lot, and they would put my wife and my daughter at these games all day Saturday, Sunday, and then they don't have a life. I just think you lose perspective on things, right? So I listened to Chipper Jones the other day, and and obviously everybody listening will know Chipper Jones. He said, oh yeah, and now he he understands that. If his kid with his last name, he knows his kid's going to get preferential treatment, right? Let's get that out there. But at the same time, he knows, like, these Saturdays and Sundays when you're paying all this money, you're doing that, and that that's not healthy for the kid, the family, nothing. I don't care what anybody says. It's not healthy. Okay. Thank you so much. I, I'm always interested to hear perspectives on that uh, because that, that, that sort of happened to my daughter. Uh, she played on a state championship soccer team uh, her junior year in high school, and she was so burned out from having played uh, a travel soccer all her life and basketball right. that she didn't want to play her senior year. Well, yeah. I will tell you this. So I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, at the end of the day, Christian's a football player. He's running track. He's not a track. He's doing track for football. But at the end of the day, if football doesn't work out, and I and he's got an example of that from me, he can go to a very very small college in baseball, and right. because he's an athlete, I mean, and he can go do that, right? And and so, so you know, we, he he talked about that um, a couple of weeks ago where you know we kept it open and then we started dial in, but at the same time I knew in my head and I still know that. He can hit a baseball. He can track a dang baseball down in center field, and somebody's going to say yes at some point in time. Uh huh. Okay. Good deal. Thank you, uh, Dave. Turn it over to Princess. All right, Princess. Um, Mr. Van, I wanted to ask you: When you go back to Kansas, does 
does the 99-yard touchdown run always come up? Yeah, it's crazy. I haven't been back a ton. I go, I do go back, but it always comes up. Um, it's almost two or three times a year. Somebody will post something. One of the guys that I played with, I'll post it and say, guys, you remember this, right? And then, you know, I just go back <laughs> memory lane. And, you know, because I, I had that 90-hour run, and then I had a 100, which nothing's on Facebook on this or anything. I had 108. You know, all these games were against Oklahoma, which was funny, because Oklahoma was a school that it came down to between Kansas and Oklahoma. And I had 107-yard uh, kickoff return, and my dad said he was in the stadium. He was like, no, 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 don't take this out. And then all of a sudden I take it out and I score. He's like, great job. He's like, yeah, right. So, but, yeah, all, they all come up. They all come up, which, is, it, you know, it makes you feel special. It really does. You know, I think I was 24, 25, or 26 or somewhere in there. It was like, yeah, yeah, all good. But now at 47, like, you know, I get the put my chest out a little bit and have fun with it. So do you also put your chest out about being 3-1 and one, uh, against Oklahoma? Oh, 100%. Anytime I see somebody, you know, Oklahoma, I wish uh, West Virginia would have played against us in that time too because <laughs> I, I would have been 4-0 and oh against them. But, yeah, 3-1 and oh. One against Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, no, never, never, never. <laughs> I am so three glad you said that, Mr. Finn. The crazy part about the Oklahoma deal, um, the crazy part is that one game we lost my freshman year kept us from going to a bowl game. So that one was impactful, right? So, um, but yeah, I always tell people, yeah, I'm three and one. Problem is, I was zero and four against Kansas State, but I was uh, we were we were four and zero against Missouri, which probably was a bigger rivalry um to this day i dislike missouri <laughs> i call it mystery but i think uh Riley, i think we'd have been four now i i Amen. think not but hey, whisper thinking but hey it's all good Duck, I thought it was my my turn. I, I what's wrong, oh, Duck? I thought, Why are you? Talking? I thought I thought I was on mute. My bad. My bad. <laughs> and the last one, Mrs. Um, Van, is on Saturday's game day, college football. Do you make sure and make time for your Jayhawks? Uh, um, do you, are you in a place on Saturdays, or do you just DVR it and see it later? So I kind of DVR, but I have it on my phone. Um, sitting in the sales desk, and I can look <laughs> at the games for sure as I'm getting ready to go talk to a customer or whatever, right? So I make sure, um, even when we were, you know, very, very embarrassing, um, you know, I still was like, I need to watch my boys. And now we're getting to the point where everybody kind of want to watch them. So mm-hmm. I, I haven't I haven't changed one second. Yeah, I, I still – I love that Kansas blue, um, that red and blue, and the wave the wheat, and uh, means a lot to me. Amen. What a great interview. Thank you, sir. Your son was just awesome, the whole family, and to have you back and to really talk about your career. Um, uh, congratulations, and, and we're just proud to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, and, you know, especially with, um, Christian made him feel really good, but I thought that was a great interview. And then 
you know, where are they now? I mean, it, it, it makes everybody feel very special. So thank you guys for taking the time to uh, invest into this. Amen. Amen. Tim and Duck? Now, you should, uh, Princess, you should have cut his <laughs> mic right right at Kansas. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> and, and West Virginia. Now, you salty, huh? Cause, yeah, I'm salty. Um, He's talking that trash. <laughs> I'm coming over to the car dealership tomorrow. But anyway, <laughs> hey, he's gonna be there and choke me tomorrow. Yeah, no, no, no question. It's all right though. It's all right. Um, <laughs> I do want you to know. Please tell Christian that six thousand listen live to that show with Christian in, and, and it's up to eleven thousand on Spotify. So that's really? one of our better shows. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. Wow. eleven thousand on that's Spotify. Cool. So please let him <laughs> tell him he's a man. He can come back anytime. As well as you can, Kansas versus West Virginia, whatever that score is, we want you back that following week, okay? Hey, we're going to do it. I already know what the score is going to be. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Duck, you can have the last word there, sir. <laughs> oh, he's tired. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to let this steam off my head. Go ahead. I'll let Tim take over. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I, I thank you so much, Mr. Van, for uh, sharing your story with us. Thank yeah, you, sir. thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. You too. Okay. Eric Van, um, former Kansas Jayhawk, always a Kansas Jayhawk. Never had it so good. We've got to get out of the way. we got another show coming up at the top of the hour.